what's good, party people? Hey, everybody. Wait, what's happening? It's Sunday, February the 17th. Yes. Uh, this is all, is it? No, I'm, yeah, it is the 17th. That's 17th, wild. episode 17. 17. First ever episode 17. Nice. Of the Cooperative Play Podcast. Eric, thanks for hanging out. I, you're Eric Ortiz over there. That's and, me. And I'm Rich Meister. You, That's me. You might know me from Friendship. That's you. Mm-hmm. What is that? What is that? Kind of my new thing. Oh, okay. Um, how are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. We had a long night. I'm really tired. Me too. <laughs> and, uh, like, great revelations, you know. I'm really tired. I learned a lot about self-esteem. We're best friends now. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good year. Everything's coming up rich. It's a banner year. Mm-hmm. The banner year at the Meister House. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I want to talk about... Video games? Video... Juegos. Juegos. Is that correct? That's games. Yeah. Yeah. I thought... You serious? Yeah. I believe you. Don't make a question on this now. I believe you. I think it's videos, juegos. It just threw me off. Alright. Uh... Oh, thank God. Yeah, it is. First things first. You're playing RE2. I am. I did. As promised. I did Uh, not beat it, but I was like 85% done mm -hmm. by the time I was done. With Leon? Or with... Leon. Um, and it wasn't even the copy that you gave to me. Um... So I went to go see a friend of state, and he had it, and he had beaten, he beat this game to high hell. Like, I don't even, he's almost 100% of the game, but he's like, yeah, we can just play it and I'll just watch you. So we were doing it, and um, I, I was playing it for like, how long is each story, uh, give if, or take? A few, four or five hours. Yeah. If you know what you're doing, you can carve through in three. Yeah, okay, well I didn't. So I was doing it, I think I was on like the fourth hour there, and I was on the last stretch, because things seemed to be coming to a head, and um, I just stopped and we had to stop, and that was the last time I played it, and so now I have to play it all over again. But I had a great time, and it was spooky, and made me uncomfortable at some parts. That's good, though. Yeah, it was great. Um, I am really impressed. I'm only going to reverberate everything I just said last episode. Mm-hmm. I am really impressed by this game. Now um, it just doesn't sound like hyperbole, like when I was like going off at the fucking rails about it, right? Yeah. It, I am very, very impressed by this game. Um I think it's fantastic. An instant classic in my book, if it wasn't already for you, it's Resident Evil 2 back in the 90s, yeah. but it, it should be. It's but this in your repertoire. Version. It's a fun thing, like, that, like, think back to the GameCube remake of the first Resident Evil. I think it's similar strides in, like, it's it's hard to go back. Like, there's now a definitive version of this game, and weirdly enough, I think uh, a remake of 3 is a no-brainer. I kind of hope they give 4 this full treatment in this engine. I do, too. I really do. And I hope that they, yeah, I hope that one of the things that they change is being able to move and shoot. I think it would be revolutionary. Yeah, and they did it with two and it worked so well. So it worked I, great. I, I think any remake they do going forward is going to uh, keep that change. Yeah, and I got really frustrated with the inventory system at first, but it kept up. Um, well, it's no, uh, it's no uh, suitcase system. No. It's playing the ultimate game of Tetris. But honestly, board. it kept things very tense because you have to. So you only have, like, I think in the beginning of the game, like, eight inventory spaces. And then you can get pouches. Yeah, uh, and people maybe think, well, that's that's not so bad, but you get one for ammo, you get one for your gun, you get one for a health pack if you really want one, you get one for key items, like keys and... Knives. Yeah, knives. And then you just immediately run out of space. You gotta utilize (laughs) the item box. Yeah, you have to run back and forth, and it really kept up the tension. And I at first I hated it, I was like, man, this is stupid, I'm like, why did they keep this? But as I was playing it more and more, I was like, you know, 
this is good. I'm like, it, make, it forces you to make hard choices. Like, do you get boards to board up the windows, or do you take that red herb so you can mix it up? It, it, there's Inventory a lot of choices. Inventory management is a really important part of Resident Evil. Yeah. And I, again, this is me coming out. I'm no veteran of the series, but, you know, I, it forced me to make a lot of choices on the fly. And I really dug it, though. Um, probably going to give it a play. I mean, I'm off of work tomorrow, so I'm probably going to give it a playthrough and just beat it. And I'll be able to, again, briefly, for a sentence next time, say, it was really good. I think I want to play 7 again. I have to play that next, because you told me that was very good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta play that. That's another one you can... You have it on the VR. Yeah, you can pull that from the shelf if you want to just play the console version without VR. You can play it here if you want to play it in VR. I'll probably play it in VR. You told me it was a good experience. Yeah, we Um, we can do that. But, yeah, big Resident Evil fan now. Capcom's on the upswing. We back. Dino Crisis is back. Yeah, we, we, the Dino Crisis. It's coming. Uh, I t- mark my words. Episode 17. I'm going to say this by episode 70. So. Dino Crisis will come back. We'll be reviewing Dino Crisis. I know it'll be Two remastered. The audience wants it. It's going to sell pretty minimal copies, I bet. And then they're going to I say, think it'll... Then they're going to swear off the series forever once again. I think it'll do numbers. I, they, it'll do numbers. I doubt it's going to do the numbers they, they were hoping. like Dino Crisis Remake. It'll... I think you're going to get more curiosity than you're going to get from diehard fans of Dino Crisis. But if they could redo it... I think we mentioned this at least once an episode now. Yeah, we talked about Dino Crisis I literally think this has been brought up in maybe the past four episodes. I really want Thanks Dino Crisis. Thanks for turning into the Dino Crisis cast. Um, but what have you been doing? You've been playing some videos. I have. Um... I played, uh, I finished Kingdom Hearts. Did we talk about that a little bit last time? Yes, but tell me about what you think about the story. Like, how, how'd you, what'd it's you think about an it? an incoherent mess. I knew it. Um, yeah. I don't understand the story, and I, I actually really like the combat, and I think that's what kept me chugging along. Um, and as somebody who is familiar enough with the mythos of Sora and Goofy and Sora. pals... I don't think anything about this was satisfying. <laughs> like, it was a weird capper. Um, the the overarching plot, and it's like that depowered story, like Sora has to get powered up again, mm-hmm. is broken up by going to these worlds and having those small conflicts now. But this series has been going on for so long that the stakes feel so low in these worlds that it just feels like a stopgap. And you're repeating the same story of, like, Sora goes to world, stumbles into conflict, uh, approaches villain... Villain says it's too late because reasons. Sora says, but friendship will stop you. Goofy and or Donald, uh, you know, this is like, uh, I second that, and then you fight. <laughs> We're besties. I um, I learned a lot about the power of friendship. I saw a scene, because I was watching it on Twitch with um, my friend Clayton, and um, we were watching... This guy was just playing through it, and I just said, screw it, because I I know myself. The time, by the time I'm going to play the game, not only do I not know the story enough, but I was just like, eh, like, let me just watch it. And they, this guy finally opens... So, anyways, main baddie finally opens Kingdom Hearts. You know, the Kingdom of Hearts. And I was just watching it, and there was no tension or anything where I'm like, wow, the stakes are really high this time. And it's not because I didn't know the story. It's just because... Yeah, and it, it's more so... You can watch a game without having any inclination about what's going on, but then be like, oh, wow, things are getting pretty tense right now in this cutscene. Just like when you watch a movie. But it, there was nothing going on here where I was like, eh... Like, this seems, like, so lackluster. Like, everything just seemed very And then, flat. you know what? Kingdom Hearts spoiler alert's fucking flooding in here. Then at the end, the fucking ghost man who was voiced by Mark Hamill in the PSP game. I always forget how oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. goes on these games. 
shows up and like fist bumps Xehanort and is like, you're a mean old man. He's like, you're right, I'll change from now on. That's literally, and then they look at the camera and that's the game and the credits roll. I will say this though, and I still stand by it, the combat in that game and the graphics, they're fucking beautiful. Mm. They are gorgeous. The The system is so fluid. I really hope, uh, the, the combat just feels good. I really hope the next Final Fantasy takes a note from what uh, Nomura has done here. It looked so fluid. There was the, um, I, I don't know what it was called. It's probably a Disney attraction ride. You know, where you're in that, uh, that boy, the buoyant device or whatever. You're in, like, that tube. Oh, yeah, 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 tube. yeah. I don't know why I called it a buoyant device. A buoyant. Uh, <laughs> you're in a big raft. tube. Yeah, you're in a raft, and you're, you know, you're spinning around, and you can move the water, and you can literally take the path of the raft. That was incredible. Like, when I saw that, oh, that's it, pretty cool. And I love that, because the finisher on that is you're basically just jumping and choosing where the water's going to lay out. And then the finisher is everywhere you've laid water down, the raft just like yeah, flies, flies it, yeah. through it and just fucks everything up. Yeah, so for reference for people listening, you could basically you're in this like rafty tube thing where you know you got like so yeah, you get like I, I'm sure if you went to Disney or an amusement park, um, it's like a raft ride, but there's like 16 people in it. And you could spin the raft around while you're going down these white water rapids. Um, they have this ability in the game where you can just make a trail of water. And that's like the beginning of the power. So you're just making this trail of water on the battlefield. And there's literally an ability in this game called Attractions, where you like is it one control of, of different Disney park rides. Um, I believe the original name for that attack was called Free Marketing. What? Uh, <laughs> what? It's like the pirate ship. Uh, in certain situations, like there's like a roller coaster, um, teacups, yeah, and the raft. Well, this raft, after you're done tracing it. You just flow through it all, and with a big splash at the end, it just looks so cool. I was like, wow. And it, it looked, I was like, I can't wait for the frames to drop on this bad boy. It didn't. And it, 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 it held. I still stand by this, too. The cinematics of that game, a little disappointing, just because I felt like the, the models and animation were a bit rigid. Um, and I, I don't know. When, when we're talking about a game has been in development for a little bit, a little bit half of my life, more than half of my life. Yeah. Um, it was a little disappointing to see, but it looked good, though. It's a good-looking game. It sure looks good while it's doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I can't wait to play the game one day and be like, wow, this is, this is as lackluster as I thought it would. I actually did my due diligence last time after the episode when we were talking about this. I looked up, like, a 40-minute video that just explained Kingdom Hearts, like, throughout all the games. Well, here's how you know they're in bad shape. There's a 20-minute video that explains Kingdom Hearts to you in the menu for Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, wait, no, you told me this, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just to catch you up. Well, I listened to it. I, I still think it's an incoherent mess. I, I don't think it's a good story. But I can't deny the appeal. Yeah, no, I get, there's a cachet there that I, I understand. Yeah, but I'm glad you played it. I'm glad you liked it. It's over, mm-hmm. I think. I think the nightmare's over. I, it seems like... No, actually... Is there another one? Go look up a secret movie. No. It's not, not right now, but it's not over. It's secret movie? There's a secret movie. No. Uh, leave it not, alone. It's not over, and it's get, only getting weirder. Uh, just leave it alone. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. I, I see you left a note that was Samba de Amigo. Here. Yeah, remember we were talking we about did. that yesterday? We were talking about Samba. We were pretty hammered. Yeah. Uh, um, Samba de Amigo is cool. In my drunken stupor, I was just thinking about... You, did you mention Samba de Amigo? I did. That's how it came up. Yeah. I, you said so- something about samba and I said Samba de Amigo. Oh, because that was the name of, like, a place. We were it was leaving, Samba. We were leaving the, the mozzarella place. <laughs> yeah, and there was a place called Samba. And, yeah, I... 
if you if you remember the hit console, the Sega Dreamcast, and that's not sarcasm. Um, it's a rocket really, yeah. It came out the game called Samba de Amigo. Sega released it, and it's literally just a monkey with a sombrero who's shaking maracas, and it's almost just like a, a DDR-esque kind of game. Really, yeah, it's a rhythm game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, with the maracas? I am really off my game today. Yeah, right, man. I'm trying thing. to find words. Um, yeah, it's a rhythm game, and they re-released it for the Wii back in the day, still called Samba de Amigo, but and you used the, the Wii Motes, Motes yeah, and the Nunchuck to, you know, shake your maracas. That game was fun. I like Samba de Amigo. I thought it was very fun. It sold nothing. But it's real good, though, to I, me. I thought it was very fun, it's and real. I had a good laugh, because I was like, man, This episode's Samba. dedicated to Samba de Amigo. I was playing Low Rider. I, I think the monkey's name is Samba. Wh- oh, I guess Samba. Samba, your friend. Samba, your friend. Yeah, Samba, your friend. Or your friend Samba. I'm sure it's going to be backwards. Your friend Samba. No, but uh, I was playing Lowrider from uh, Infamously Seen from the George Lopez show intro. Um, <laughs> I remember playing that song right when George Lopez was still being rerun on Nickelodeon. I don't know when it would come out at like 4 a.m. Yeah. And there, there's like a meme about that or whatever where it's like what you see when you wake up at 4 a.m. in a cold sweat and sleep paralysis. <laughs> it's like George Lopez, Lopez jumping. <laughs> um, but that's a very good game. Uh, if you've never seen it, you're probably going to think it looks like crap. I enjoyed it. Um... Oh, uh, did you beat Swords of Ditto? Uh, I beat a, a run of Swords of Ditto, and I've, I've, I've been sitting on Swords of Ditto for a while, but I finally got around to playing a little bit of it. I was going to say, I've heard of it. Um, Clayton downloaded it once. I saw the title screen, and that's how far I got. It's a Zelda-adjacent roguelite. Okay. Um, basically, the main terms of it, you start off as this randomly generated character. Um, there's an evil wizard ruling the land named Mormo. You're the reincarnation of the hero, a la Zelda, that gets born every hundred years. Um, and you have a certain amount of time to... Like, eventually, I think it's like three days in-game, which is a, a fair amount of time. You'll be forced into a conflict with Mormo. You'll be forced into the final battle. Before then, you can choose to go out and do dungeons to get more weapons uh, to prepare. And then there are also certain dungeons called Anchors that will weaken Mormo. Um, but the idea is, once you beat Mormo... Another hundred years passes, and you go again as a new hero, but the state the world is in when you start depends on whether you won or lost. Because if you lost, then the land's been ruled under this wizard for a hundred years. If you won, they've seen a hundred years of prosperity. So it's like a Hyrule Historia time. It's like the Zelda timeline. But from what I understand, if you keep playing, um, you can get sort of like these history data logs that you give to the museum, and because time is passing, they're still there. And once you gather enough information, you can find a way to defeat Mormo for good and actually get an endgame. That legitimately reminds me of the Zelda Hyrule Historia. When you like, you either beat it, you beat Ganon, you don't beat yeah, Ganon. Yeah, it's it's 100% that. Timeline it, for that, timeline for that. It's very much a top-down Zelda. That's pretty cool. I think that. And it has co-op. How long is it as a game? Um, I beat a single run in like two hours. That's not bad. And it's co-op too. That's fun. Um, is it online co-op? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Where can we find this mystical game? Uh, I think it's on sale on PS4 right now. That's where I'm playing it. It's not a uh, Steam game, is it? I think it's also on Steam. I probably have a Steam copy of it, too, to be honest with you. Oh, I'll have to look at it. I'm interested, because that sounds like fun. Um, Apex Legends, the... I, I was just playing some of that. The Battle Royale game that's sweeping the nation um, from EA. What yeah, EA? El- Electronic Arts. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> well, I was thinking. Yeah, about, uh, uh, it's the Titanfall Battle Royale. Uh, we didn't. We 
We didn't play it. I played a little bit of it. I played some. I played some. Um, I like Pathfinder. He's a robot. They keep getting better. And by that, I mean Battle Royale games. And with the next game that we talk about, you will see why. But they just keep getting better. <laughs> yeah. uh, here's the thing. I really like a lot of the quality of life stuff in this game. Yeah. Um, just the tells, the pinging. Uh, you can ping almost anything. And the shoutouts are so specific that you never have to talk to anyone. And I don't want to. That's the, that's the way it is. Um, and, um, oh, also, if you're, like, in a group... You fall with them. Like yeah, a uniform one pattern. person is the jump master. Yeah. Um, who picks like the formation you jump in, and you can choose to split off from the jump master. But the idea of like pinging and jumping in a group is pretty neat, especially if you don't want to even have to worry about that. And for those of you who may have been living under a rock, um, yeah, Apex Legends just recently came out. Uh, it's it's being considered to be the dethroner of Fortnite. I do not believe that. I think it could be. I, it could be for the right audience. Um. Because you also have to think Fortnite has availability at this point. It's pretty much everywhere. Um, but Apex Legends as a game, I picked it up, played the training, played the game. I immediately was I immediately thought that this is a better game. Um, like you were saying, there's so many quality of life improvements over it, and it just feels like such a tight shooter. And I knew when we were talking about it last time. It feels like Titanfall. Yeah, when you were telling me about it, when it was from the Titanfall devs, I'm like, this is going to be a good game. The gunplay is going to be tight. It is. And I like the formatting of the character rosters. There's characters now. They each have their own class, own abilities. Um, I'm a big fan of class-based shooters like that. The fact that they put that in a battle royale, that's pretty freaking it's cool. Yeah. It's free to play. There's characters that you have to unlock with in-game currency or just by buying it. And you can buy cosmetics, which, of course, you don't literally need to. Um, I really dig it, though. I only played two games. I thought it was a great game. I was like, this, this is fun. It's really good. It even I even reinstalled Origins on my PC. I like how um, one of the things that I think is really... Yeah, that's it. It's so funny you said that, because yes, if you if you deleted Origins like I did back in the day, you could bring it back. That's the only sucky thing about it. Um, I like it that when you get shot down, and you're down, you have that shield. Oh yeah, the knockdown shield. Yeah, yeah like a little knockdown shield to prevent getting kicked. Also, like there, uh, I don't know if we spoke about this briefly, but have you ever, you only played two matches, I don't know if you found the golden class items? No. I'm Incredibly not. rare, they're on loot barges sometimes. Uh, there are golden ranked items that have like almost Borderlands level random abilities. Mm -hmm. And I got a golden knockdown shield that had a one-time use ability that when you get down, you auto-respawn once. Wow. See, like, that's that's fun. And that, there's a lot of things that I haven't explored yet. It just feels like a fuller type of experience. And, again, this comes with money, so... And it's all yeah, in money. polish. This didn't launch in beta. Yeah. It, it looks really good. There's so many, like, nice... Like I said, the voice lines are really good. Like, these quick shout-outs you could do uh, where, like, one of the characters, Bloodhound, the tracker, his whole shtick is tracking so like he can see footprints on the ground and you can shout out and be like it'll literally give you a timestamp where he'll be like somebody was through here two minutes ago um you're getting shot at you hit h to call out and you could be like sniper's closing in on us or like i'm being shot at but i don't know from where like it everything blends so nicely when when someone pings an item for you and you pick it up the game prompts you to thank them that's great and yeah now I want to play it more. I'll probably play it later. Um, can, I'm probably going to play with Mike after this. Yeah, I'll probably play a little bit. Um, but yeah, just look at the tight game. So if you are in the, the business... It's on Xbox too, right? It's on PS4, Xbox, and PC. Yeah, so if you're in the business and you got a console, just, just download it and give it a shot. I actually think it's very well worth your time. And it is my hope that uh, if we put in this time, that they will eventually add a mode with Titans. Oh my goodness, yeah, or just have like a Titan drop ability that somebody can get and everybody has to take I can actually see that being a champion's ability. Yeah, that'd be really like, cool. His ability could be Titanfall. Oh, uh, yeah, but I, I think it's a really cool game. Um, 
I'm still in the beginning of this podcast. I was like, man, I'm gonna get sick of Battle Royale games one day. If they keep up the variety like this, though, it's I don't know. They'll Speaking keep of back. not getting sick of Battle Royale games, the best of this game, the, the genre's over. They, they pretty much hit the glass. Everyone ceiling go home. Point. We hit the glass ceiling. Tetris ninety nine. Uh, we're gonna get more into the Nintendo Direct later, but this was announced in the middle of Nintendo Direct uh, during the week, uh, and it just came right out free if you have uh, Switch's online service because you need online to play it. Um, it is a Tetris Battle Royale. 99 people playing games of Tetris and the last one standing wins. And you can try and send garbage to each other. Uh, you can target people who are attacking you, people who are close to losing. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um... It's simple and it's serviceable. And it's not, like, the greatest game in the world, but Tetris is kind of the greatest game in the world, so by virtue of that, it also sort of is. And did we mention that it's free? It's, I imagine this is actually a thing that could get a lot of people to finally pony up for the online service. It's not even that much, but I understand what your point is. Um, yeah, I think it's nice to just have more availability or more incentive to just have online. It's about freaking time. And Tetris 99, though, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. I love it. Tetris I just melted a few hours away the night that came out. You, you, it's addicting. You think, oh, let me just play Tetris for a moment, and then you lose for a second. You're like, oh, well, fuck that guy. You're like, let me try it again. And they're like, ah, oh, man. And then you just keep going and going and going. Um, a lot of fun, though. Again, it's free. It's Tetris. You could probably be done with a match in, I don't know, depending on your skill level, like 10 minutes. Um, um, I'm curious uh, what, what your closest ranking was. Mine was 13. I've gotten into the top 10 a few times. Really? Now. I, it's really hard to... The speed is ridiculous, and the amount of debris people are sending towards you by the time you get there... Yeah, the closer I'm getting there, the wackier it gets, and it's it's difficult. If I can win once, I'll retire. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. I feel like you're going to play once, and you're going to win, and you're like, well, that was that was a battle, and you're just yeah, going to put I'm going to screenshot the victory. <laughs> and be like, whew, and that'll be that, but it's, it's a lot of freaking fun. Um, I really dig it. It's something that's quick and easy to play, which is, again, one of the reasons why I like the Switch a lot. It, not only can you just play a bunch of crap, you can also play the quickies. Um, play it on the can. Play yeah. it at work. Lose your job. You people would not believe the emails I'm sending while I'm on the toilet. Yeah, lose your job, and then play some more. Uh, don't go to school. Play some Tetris. Yeah, that's, uh, that's all we need. Don't attend your wedding. Play uh, Tetris. That being said, uh, also coming off that direct, and we'll get into the nitty-gritty of that, Final Fantasy IX is on the Switch now. It sure the is. The best Final Fantasy. One of the best Final Fantasies, and you can get it for a cool $20. Fuck you, Square Enix, for repackaging it. Just sell it for 10 bucks and call it a day. That being said, I bought it. I this really dig it. This statement is fun, because it makes me sound a lot older than I actually am, because you need to have the full story. Final Fantasy IX is technically the first paid review I did for Destructoid.com. And what'd you give it? Uh, a 9. Wow. Out of 10. Wow. A Final Fantasy 9. Um, out of 10. PS4 I, port. I bought it immediately because I didn't buy it for the PC. Um, and I like having all four discs in one console. And yeah, just that's playing the game. The only uh, thing I don't like about it is it is the PC port. It is. So it's got all that ugly text. It does, and it still has some of the game-breaking bugs yeah. that are still very apparent. It's just a port. But... I kind of overlook it. Everything it's looks nice. For the convenience of uh, having it in that state, I yeah. think those things are worth overlooking. Yep, that's exactly why I got it. Um, I really dig it. Final Fantasy IX is a treasure. If you haven't played it, great game. Um, stands up there with six, in my opinion. It is, it is one of those games where uh, I feel like people either love it or hate it. Because, yeah, it's got Vivi. It's got and Vivi the Vivi is pretty dope. 
I it's one of my favorites. You know that. Yeah. Um. The the thing that I think like people get sort of divided over is Final Fantasy IX is very much looked at for the studio as a return to form mm-hmm. and a return to more of the high fantasy. Uh, over like the I, I guess steampunk technology punk yeah, sci-fi sci-fi fantasy half breed that like seven and eight had created. Yeah, Final Fantasy really sometimes just has an identity crisis. Yeah, it doesn't know what it wants. Constantly, to but I like I like the medieval fantasy aspects of it. I think it's my favorite. Um, that I think six is such a genius blend. This is why I really like six and some other of the games. Because everybody games. like Magitek. Yeah, it, it's there's just such a good blend of medieval fantasy and sci-fi. It, it, it's really second to none sometimes. But I yeah. think six, six and seven on their world building hit a really good blend of uh, fantasy sci-fi. I find I like Final Fantasy VIII a lot, but I also find its world perplexing. Yes, I'll agree. Yeah, the story's not that great. Um, but well, nine, it's almost like comes back. the team disbanded halfway through developing the game, and they had to get a bunch of new people to come in and finish it. Well, that does not happen with nine. Everything's a tight, <laughs> it's a tight story, and it's a good one. Um, so if you've never played it, honestly, give it a shot. You got what seven coming out late March? Uh, yes. That's cool. Yeah. So you got seven, and if you've never played seven and you like Final Fantasy remotely, what, what are you doing? And uh, I believe ten and ten two are also coming to Switch. And what, and what are you doing? You could play all these games. Just you literally play seven in like fifty different formats. There's you point. can play seven on fucking. I bet it's on my insulin pump. Yeah. <laughs> you can play it pretty much anywhere. So um, if you haven't played it already, I I would just say play it somewhere else. Do not pay twenty dollars for a seven port. I would just no. Um. There, there are better ports, arguably. Yeah. I'd say one of the best modern ports is probably the PS4 version, actually. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. Um, other than that, though, that's that's FF. That's really all the games that I've been playing, frankly. Yeah, that's uh, that's about where I'm at. Uh, I'm working on a review, but I don't really even want to talk about that yet. Okie dokie. Tell uh, me about the main thing that I know you want to talk about that gets you fired up. Yeah, let's get that out of the way, and then we can talk about the fun stuff. Yeah. Um... Activision Blizzard. Yes. Uh, this story is everywhere. So the company. I, they uh they had their uh their big corporate earnings meeting uh this past week mm-hmm. and in a an act that angers a lot of people, myself included, in the industry. They announced on the same day on the same conference call that they announced record earnings. They also announced that they would globally be laying off eight percent of their staff, and about eight hundred people lost their jobs. That's all? That's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, it's, that's a lot of people. That's yeah, lot it's of a lot of people, people who, uh, at a day when these fucking assholes are just counting their money, uh, have to go home and stress about what the hell they're going to do. This is a big industry. I think it's... It, no industry has grown at the rate that uh, games has in the past decade alone. Yeah. And, frankly, they're big. They have a lot of money under their belt. I, I don't know. I'm not sure why, why, why they do this. Why they do this? To line their pockets. Yeah, probably. Um, just like with everybody else. Yeah, it's, uh, it's disparaging, and I think, not to, like, beat the issue over the head, but, uh, Games development needs to unionize, and that's not a catch-all per, uh, solution to this problem, but it's a start. Uh, people need to feel like their jobs are safer. Yeah, especially when they can lose them. Well, with a lot of jobs, you could lose at the drop of a hat, but to your point, yeah, with game development, it's it's very low security. Mm-hmm. There's practically none. Like, you, you go in... And, and the hours are grueling. Yeah. 
you go into a job and there's no guarantee that after that project's ended, you're going to get another one. And that's just the business, but there it's should contract be, work, yeah. There should be some regulation to that, though. Because um, when this kind of shit happens, with an absolute behemoth of the industry, where you might think, oh, you know, I work for Blizzard and there's no way they're running out of money, so I'm going to be safe, and then all of a sudden you lose your job amongst with hundreds of others, it's, it's eye-opening. You're like, oh, shit. Like, maybe, maybe it's just not as secure as we thought in any fashion. So, I feel, I do hope everybody gets jobs. It's yeah. Rough. Must be rough. Uh, best luck to everyone out yeah. there dealing with that. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't want to not talk about that because it does, it does ignite something in me. Because it blows, and yeah, you're in it, so it must trigger something. It's just like, well, fuck. But let's uh, get to the fun stuff. Speaking right. of fun dev stuff, uh, the Sonic Mania team uh, has split off to form their own studio. I'm so excited. Um, they. Have already proved they have nothing to prove. Actually, yeah. I I'm, I am fully confident in them. They made I'm the really first good Sonic game since Sonic the Hedgehog two. Yeah, I um <laughs> I'm really excited for them. I'm excited to see whatever they come out with uh, come up with. I'm just gonna buy it. They've already proven themselves to me. They have nothing else to prove to anybody anymore. And I hope it has a tight soundtrack like Sonic Mania did. Cause boy oh boy, it was so good. Yeah, it was scary good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, we can get to the fun stuff now. Let's talk Nintendo <laughs> Direct. I want to talk about Deadmau5. You want to talk about Deadmau5? I see it on the list. Okay, yeah, we can talk about Deadmau5. I thought you were going to segue into that. You're like, let's talk about fun stuff. I'm like, it's not really <laughs> that fun was stuff. a laughter game. Like, I forgot that story stuff? was on there. Uh, Deadmau5, uh, belligerent rat-headed baby, has left Twitch uh, after being giving some shit for dropping some homophobic comments on the stream. Uh, he sort of like, I think he went off on Twitter saying, how he's like, yo, I'm done with this shit. Like, I partnered with Twitch before, but this isn't worth it. It's almost like he doesn't understand how the internet works. Well, how come... I, not to... Not to apples and oranges the whole entire thing. I've seen ninjas say stupid shit before. Mm-hmm. He doesn't leave. How come he doesn't leave? Um, maybe that's a choice he's made. To be perfectly honest with you, I don't think anyone was even beating down his door about this. Was I just think him maybe like one thing? or two people called him out on it. Uh-huh. And then he... You know what the whole thing is to do at that point? Is, and I'm not saying this makes it right either way. But just, like, be like, yeah, I said that, and I shouldn't have said that, and I'm going to do my best to change that behavior. Like, I think there is a way to wear it on your sleeve and say, yeah, I did that, and it wasn't right, and I'm going to try to be better. Right. Well, another one gone. Another one. We'll see what the next Twitch story is where somebody's going to say something. And The most curious part to me, too, is like, do we know what Deadmau5 looks like, or does he stream with the helmet on? No, uh, he, well, he does not. No, he or does he just not does use a camera? That's an interesting question. I know we've seen, uh, they've shown Deadmau5 before. Um, yeah, he, made, he made that hit song, Ghost and Stuff. That's really all I know. Yeah. He, he also knows. made the Dota 2 soundtrack, or a Dota 2 mix. That's all That's all I have of Deadmau5. That's some stuff I so, know about Dead. Did, was he... Nothing was lost? No, Skrillex was in the Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. So nothing nothing of value for me was lost. And nothing of value was lost. Nope. Nintendo Direct. On Nintendo Direct, what happened? Like a Broadway show team. That was a really fucking good Nintendo Direct, Eric. I love Nintendo... Yeah, it was. They Run. showed so much shit. Out the gate. Super Mario Maker 2. Yeah. Um, I... Yeah. I'm not really in the excitement camp, because I never really bought into the first, but I'm sure people are you losing it. You would be, had you played it, because it is a good game. <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm glad they're coming out with another, because the things I've seen 
in that game, which are borderline just offensive with how difficult those levels are compared to just the fun ones. Uh, I'm sure people are really amped. I'm really excited to see like the stuff that people create. And yeah, I mean, y y it's never a bad thing to just have more. And it's going to be on the Switch. It's going to be on the Switch. Uh, there's some new assets they showed off. I'm interested to see if they uh, listen to some of the ideas people were floating around during the first one. But for one, they added the clear pipes from Super Mario 3D World and the cat suit from Super Mario 3D World. Uh, my prayers were answered. We saw that much for sure. I'm personally hoping maybe uh, we get something I wanted, which was when you're making Mario 3 levels, I would love to be able to choose any of the Koopalings as the last boss. If they could give me Poochie and throw him in the game as an asset. As the last boss. As a boss, I may buy it. Everybody like Poochie. So apparently they're not listening too well because... I see. Egregious mistake. I see you got my emails. They must have been an egregious error by not reading any of my emails. And I've sent like 50 of them. <laughs> and they started off really proper for saying, I really think you should put Poochie back in the game. You know, he's a staple character. Really good. Nostalgic. To the point where the 50th one came out just said, put him in the fucking game. <laughs> Poochie. Poochie merchandising. Poochie, please. Um, they had so they had Tetris, of course. We talked Tetris about we Final talked Fantasies. About uh delta rune's coming out on it delta rune that's at the end of march yeah so if you haven't played that game i think it's still just part one so if you yeah. haven't played it already again you can it's you gonna play. be free yeah i mean it's a decent game you can play it uh dead by daylight is coming to switch interesting it looks rough yeah yeah i don't know i don't think it's gonna look that good yeah i, I actually don't think it's gonna be good at all I, that game's alright, but I, I have no interest. I just thought it was worth mentioning. I have zero interest in it. Uh, there's a Box Boy collection coming. Box Boy! Box Boy's a fun little puzzle. It's a little, order. it's a good game. Uh, we got, uh, some, some more looks at Yoshi. Yoshi's and Poochie's in that world. game. Poochie is in that Yoshi game. Yoshi rides Poochie, which is a little weird. It's a little, yeah, it's crazy. It's a little weird. Yoshi is a dinosaur for, for riding. I had, a, I had a head tilt when Yoshi jumped on him, and Poochie's like, oh, we're doing this? Oh, and he's like, we're, we're doing this now? He's like, you're the one with a fucking saddle on your back. And... So, uh, I'm not into the yarn games. I'm not, or the woolies. I liked Kirby's Epic Yarn. It was fun. Um, it just was too, well, because they're, they're kids' games sometimes. I, I felt like it was just too um, childish. It was in your edgelord phase. Yeah, um, my IQ was just way too high. I think. games. Um, but they're enjoyable. What I, are you trying to say? <laughs> my, they're enjoyable games. I don't know. Just when I was playing Kirby, I was like, eh. It was, it was Kirby's always been like easy. the super passive one. Yeah. Last good Kirby game was the Amazing Mirror. I would implore. Amazing Mirror's good. Um, I actually really liked Planet, uh, Planet Robobot on the 3DS. Great game. Not a Kirby game to me. Um, when you beat it, you unlock a much more difficult mode where you play as Meta Knight. Oh, my God. In Robobot. Well, in the Amazing Mirror, you, it's better. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. It's a hot take. You can uh, play four-player co-op. That's preposterous. You can do that in the Switch one that I didn't play. Oh, the friend foe? Friend, friend, yeah, nobody cares. Kirby Star Allies? No, it's not Amazing Mirror. I didn't actually play good. that game, so I have no opinion on it. Uh, Ubisoft says fuck it. Makes a Star Fox game themselves. Starlink. They are, uh, there's a DLC coming out for Starlink. That is just straight up a Star Fox game. It adds the rest of the Star Fox crew as playable carrot pilots, and you're going after Star Wolf. And that's, that's, eventually Andros is going to be mixed in there, and you're going to have a Star Fox game, and... It looks, it looks really good. Yeah. See, the thing is, Starlink plays really well and looks really well, but I have no vested interest in any of its characters except for Fox McCloud. What about Slippy? Well, now Slippy's a character. He was he was there, but he wasn't. He's like, hey, thanks, Fox! <laughs> well, now I have, a, I have a very vested interest in this game. Not yeah. Slippy's here, the best pilot, uh, of course. 
That's that's pretty. He cool. thought they had him. I like how they just did it. <laughs> they just put Star Fox on there. Yeah, I I think that's super cool. Mm-hmm. Which makes the Switch version the only one that matters. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Astral Chain. You got to look at Platinum's new game. Look good. It's some kind of sci-fi fantasy police thing. Yeah, looks good. Uh, it looks like there might be a co-op element. Yeah, there are some elements of like a multiplayer in there. Um, what's the one that's free that also came out? There's a free game. There's another free game alongside of Tetris that released. Was there? Yeah. Whatever. I'll figure it out later. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. Um, also, the new Rune Factory. Yeah! Rune Factory, Rune Factory 5. Factory. I don't know if you heard me. Rune Factory fucking 5. I, which is... I could not imagine that was coming out. Up until that Nintendo Direct, I wasn't sure that Rune Factory was actually real. I assure you, I am not by any means a diehard Rune Factory fan, but I could not begin to even guess that they were ever going to make another one after 4. Rune Factory fanboy over here. I thought it's a great game. They're great games. Um, they, they are just fantastic. And you know what? 4? I think they're remaking 4. Or are remastering they? it. I don't know what they're doing. They're doing something with 4. Or one of them. But yeah, they're coming out with 5. I... Alright. Shit. You got me. I'll buy it. Alright, I'm in the system. You had me. But now uh, you got me. Um, the focus of this uh, direct was Fire Emblem, and I keep forgetting that. Yeah, because very true. I almost forgot that. So time. much other cool stuff happened. Because Fire Emblem, I don't know. I feel like I've been getting too much Fire Emblem. I like Fire Emblem. It's all over the place. But I don't even know that the three houses setup is doing much for me. It did nothing for it's, me. I did not care. They put the Harry Potter in my Fire Emblem. Get your get your Potter out of my my fire. So the teachers are gonna fuck the students, right? Get your Harry Potter <laughs> out of my Fire Emblem. Oh no. Listen, I played Persona. I know how schools work now because of that. I knew this shit would happen back when they released Conquest and Birthright, and they had that weird brother sister dynamic with that one world Camilla, I think her name is. Or... Yeah! I knew we'd be going down these roads, and I don't want to go down them <laughs> I, anymore. I'm getting too Japanese! I don't want it! But no, I'm not interested in this at all right now. Um, not a fan of just the animations going on. I. Just give me fucking fire. I need to see more game. gameplay. Yeah, you just gotta give, give me more of the same. We'll call it a day, but this one, it's not really peaking me. If there's a lot of, there's a big info dump on that, so it's there if you want to check it out. It ain't peaking my interest. Let's talk about the fucking show closer. Yeah. Because this blew me the fuck away. So the lights dimmed, and they were like, thank you. And, and like, started all of a sudden, up to leave. it started raining. Yeah. And Link is on a raft, and he's sleeping. And it's clearly a raging storm. Um... So he gets shipwrecked, and he wakes up on an island, and he awakens. Stop me if this sounds familiar. Yeah, and he awakens, and there the is fish. yes, I, I I just call it the wind whale. I know he's called the wind wi- uh, the wind, wind fish. fish. I know he calls himself the wind fish. You gotta play the this, uh, the the battle of the wind fish. It's literally a whale. Is it? I've gone into heated debates about this, and I know what Nintendo says. I know what the wind fish says. I know what everybody says. Yamamoto told me that's a wind whale. Here's the thing. I really fucking like Wind's, Wind, Link, ah, Link's Awakening. I'm glad this is happening. The art style I was iffy on, but I think it's growing on me a little bit. Yeah, if you can tell, we were talking about Link's Awakening. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're remaking it. They're putting it on one on your Switch. Came back in the Game Boy in the 90s. Um, great game. Great, great game. Uh, definitely, if you played it within the past 10 years, it's a dated game. Um but still good. Still a good game. Solid, tight story. Not as long as the other Zeldas, but one it's a decent top-down. One of my top-down. favorite 2D Zeldas. Yeah, it's it's a fun one. Um, the story's pretty solid. It's it's a little it's a little childish here and there, but show me a Zelda but game. But here's the thing. There's a weird good. amount of, like... And this is the thing I think I like about Link's Awakening the most, is that 
it's not a game that would ever happen today. It's very much a product of its time. Like, there's Chain Chomps in here. Yeah, there's Kirby's in there. Goombas, Kirby. Like, and it's all very much, a, like, a product of, like, the dev team at the time was just, like, chain smoking in a dark room watching Twin Peaks. Yeah, and they were just putting it all in as yeah. much as they like, could. Like, write that down, write that down! Just to make the game. Um, it's a solid game, though. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, the art style is something that they're changing. They're making it a little bit more cheesy. Um, it, at first, it kind of reminded me of something uh, that you would see on, like, a cheap mobile game. Yeah, for a moment. Um, but it started to grow on me. I think the environments actually look better than I was first giving them credit for. I was way hyped. <laughs> I admittingly thought they were going to be making, like, an animated movie Link's Awakening, judging from the opening cinematic. Um, I really dug that style. I hope they make a whole series about it one day. Um that's, that's the one thing I really wanted. Give me an animated Zelda again, and they look great. But I'm pretty hyped. I I'm I always get hyped when games like these get remade, only because it's not like, a, oh, you know, you're running out of ideas. This is a decent game that's very niche, because they kind of just released on the Game Boy at the time, and not a lot of people, I don't think, played it too much. Um, but having a rematch... There was enough of an interest in it, because DX happened on the Game Boy Color. True. I stand corrected by that, too. But I'm just glad people are going to be able to play it. Because I think over time, you know... That's the main thing. There's not a lot of good ways to play Link's Awakening. Uh, the only thing I can really think of is I think you can get DX digitally on the 3DS. And I actually hope they do the same thing with the Oracle Seasons and Ages. That's, um, yeah, those are the Capcom ones yeah, that are really well played. I'm, I'm in, you know, it's it's pretty solid. So I'm pretty excited for this one. I I don't think I'm going to rebuy it. I'm pretty much like kind of a one-and-done kind of guy with those Zelda games. Um, but hell, I mean, it's a great game. I think it's going to be pretty solid. I don't think they're going to charge full price for it. I'd be surprised. No, I, I'm 20, maybe 30. I may think 30, 40. If they're really going to... Um, if they're really going to bust my balls. But yeah, the, the main thing, again, I hope uh, what you said, that if, if this does well, I'd like to see uh, the Oracle games uh, ages and seasons yeah, done. Yeah, I hope it sells gangbusters and then I think it will make more. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty cool. And I'd very much like this to sort of be the flow of Zelda games. If, like, give me a 2D Zelda in the off years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There was something else that released in the Direct 2 that I am spacing on. Um, that was launched that day? Yeah. No, no, not launched that day. Not that one. It was like a... Um, oh, Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest coming out. Right! Yeah, that, um, that was it. That was. The, I don't know why. It was like, I, I was might finish that there, game but... now that they looks like they're putting out the perfect version of yeah, it. Yeah, so if you bought Dragon Quest for the PlayStation when it came out the last few months, thank you for playtesting it, because now <laughs> there's the complete version... The, the quote-unquote complete version and for the, the Switch. And it's the 3DS version and the PS4 version just slammed into yep, each other. Yep, they just combined them both, and they just put it on the Switch now. So, if you already bought them, and you already beat it, well, that's good. But I now for everybody else... Huh? I didn't already beat it. Well, for everybody else, listen, if you waited, I, I, go ahead. I mean, this is it. This <laughs> I, is the one. This is the real version. So, you they can bought that new character-specific quest. Yeah, yeah, they added some... I'm, I'm sure... I'm sure if you drew like a drew a comparison chart, I'm sure it's just sprinkled stuff on there. It's not like it's a whole new experience. But you know game. I love sprinkled stuff. I do. I like completion. I'm a completionist when I want full versions of games. That's why I'm still waiting for Persona Five, complete whatever the fuck that is. R uh, reloaded. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of waiting for that. We're saying it's going to be called. Um, I, I just wait for those kinds of things. So mm-hmm. it's a good time. And I just play things multiple times. Me too. I'm a bad person. Cabal and Jade for MK11. If you did not know that Mortal Kombat exists, or neither did they. And it's on the Switch. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, that was glossed over. Yeah. Um. So if you want Mortal Kombat 11 on your Switch, you can get it. It's there. I 
I, I don't know. But, they, yeah, I always like when they release the roster. They trickle it out little by little. And they're like, oh, you remember Cabal? I'm like, wow, Cabal. I'm like, wouldn't have fucking thought he was going to be in Cabal the game. Cabal looks, I, I like this look for Cabal. Yeah, I just like looking at the art styles. Yeah. I hope, uh, I don't think you got announced, but I hope Cyrax is back in the game in the Robos. I know oh. they usually are, but I love them. Um, yeah, it's going to be a solid game, as usual. It looks good. Yeah. Uh, I heard you finished Hollow Knight. I did. I don't even know if we talked about it. Um, because... I beat, beat Hollow Knight. I beat it in, uh, I think, like, 11 hours. You're getting a sequel. Yeah. It's pretty tight. Yeah. I like that. Uh, what's it called? Spindle? Spindle? No, um, I'm gonna verify it, because it's on the tip of my tongue. It's with, uh, the, the, the needle. The woman with the needle. And a better name is not needle. You can tell how much I Hornet played. Hornet. There you me. go. You can tell how much I played this game. Um... Uh, yeah, it's Silk a, Song. Silk Song. Wow, Spindle. Yeah, I was close. Do you tell <laughs> how much I actually like the game and how much I absorbed? Um, yeah, uh, Hornet, new game. It was supposed to be a DLC, you told me. Yeah, right? it, was, it was originally going to be a part a DLC as part of their Kickstarter, but uh, then they decided that they are going to expand upon it and make it a full game. If you are a Kickstarter backer who backed it at the point that you were supposed to get that DLC for free, you will be getting this full game for free. Man, that's great. Good on them. That, th this and Shovel Knight? Yeah, these are like two the of the, the best uh, Kickstarter success stories. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm pretty hyped for it. I only got, admittingly, 70% of Hollow Knight done in 11 hours. Um, I got the it's bad ending. Yeah, no, I, I did it. I got it. It wasn't until... I, I saw credits! Well, I don't want to spoil it, and I'm not going to, but mm. I, I got the ending, and I was like, well, that's kind of dark, and I was like, well, that sucks, and I walked away from it, and I looked it up, and I was like, oh, I got the bad ending, like, quote-unquote bad, because you have to get, like, 100%. To get good, good endings. Ending, yeah. So, I took a judgment call for a moment. I'm like, 100%. There's like a, still a 30% chunk that I have to go get. And I'm like, you know what? Well, I'll definitely come back to it. But I'm just going to put that on the shelf right now. So, I'll, I'll go back. It was a very solid game, though. I dug it. I dug the world building in it. Um, pretty hyped for this. I, 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 I could play another one. I got another in me. Lit. Lit. Um, I'm trying to think. That might be it. You know what? Fuck it. That's a, oh, I thought you had a thing. PAX is coming up. Yeah, PAX is happening. I I really hope it doesn't suck. I really hope it doesn't suck. And I know that's like a hot take, mm -hmm. but the last two years were very lackluster. Was not feeling it. Uh, I think I had more more fun doing doing press stuff. My press right right because yeah, now you have a different you have yeah. a whole different perspective on it now. My press approval just came in by the way, so I'll see you there. Well, as a commoner, I. Uh, did not did not really dig it. They don't. They didn't really have a lot of good triple A's. The best packs that they had over the past few years was when Overwatch was coming out, and they had Overwatch like that big ass booth. That was the last great packs, in my opinion. There was a that lot. Was, that of was good a, shit. that was a great year. There was a lot of good shit that year. Um, I last year last packs actually. That was my second packs. I want to say. Yeah, it, it was it was a hell of a year. That was a great one. Um, because they all said swag bags. Now they got rid of everything. Yeah. So it's all sucking. The swag bags just started to depreciate, and then they did away with them all again. Yeah, and then they did digital, which blows. Um, last year, I met a dude at a bar, and he was telling me that he developed or was in development of a Marvel game for the Switch. He was like, "I am making a game like Marvel Blast for the Switch. I fucking love Marvel Blast." Um, so this guy piqued my interest. It was sketchy. I will clear the room right now. It was. <laughs> Every I was with my I was with some my siblings and some friends. We were they were all very concerned for me at the time because it looked really sketchy. But he was telling us about this game that he was developing, and he didn't have a booth, but he was going to showcase it for a demo 
on the floor, and he was just going to walk around with his Switch and just show it to people. And at first, I was a little concerned, but he showed me a video on his phone of it, and it was legit, and he was making a marble game. And he was like, you should check it out. Did not follow through with him, because I was scared for my own life, and I was like, hmm. Because everyone's like, man, that was, that was pretty fucking creepy. And then I thought about it for a while, I'm like, maybe it was. So the next day, he texted me, because I gave him my number like an idiot. And, um, because I, I was, my interest was peaked. He, he appealed to the Marvel class lover in me. So, um, I never met up with him though. Never played it. However, I know recently a Marvel game came out. I don't know what it's called. I don't even know what it's oh, called. Think it? I think that's the game. And I know it's not for the Switch, but I think that's the freaking game. And, and the man in that story was Albert <laughs> Einstein. Um, all I'm saying is I... <laughs> There, there was a video game that was released. Hold on, I, I'm gonna maybe 2019. Hold on this a second. This is the most organized episode of the show we've ever done. No, no, this is a good one. This is a good. Wow, I looked up Marble video game. And it's all pornography. No, the first hit was the Infinity War trailer. Um, okay. Auto, so. they're auto correcting you. Okay. Well, the point is, shit. I don't know where it is. I thought I initially thought when you started this conversation that you had said Marvel game, and I was like, "Does this guy just tell you that they're made? He was making Ultimate Alliance three like a year." <laughs> I I'm not. I I wish I was rusing, and maybe this game doesn't exist. No, it's called Marble It Up. Marble It Up. There you go. It's called Marble It Up. It's on Steam. Came out in November sixteenth. I think this is the fucking game. Excuse my profanity because well. I am. I, I, excuse the profanity, but I, I am... Please not curse on our Christian podcast. I'm just telling you, I think this is the game, and you know what? It pays to talk to creepers who tell you they're making Marvel games sometimes. <laughs> if only I... That's such a specific situation! If only I had listened to my gut and visited the man who played the Marvel game, not only would nothing have happened in my life that would have made an impact, but I at least could have said, I played this game. I was on the ground floor. This game is just Marvel Blast. I think he made it. And I don't know if the devs can confirm that that's a load of shit. It probably is, but it, it was coincidental. Like that's coincidence. That's a that's a weird one. That's that's the only. <laughs> there was no point to any of this. I just came out of my head. This is a good anecdote. It was a good it was a good backstory, and I never saw the Marvel guy ever again. Don't know his name. Forgot it. Had it in my phone. Blocked him out. It's it's over. But if if he had a hand to marble it up, you know, let's do business. Good for him. Come to me at the PAX floor and show me your games that you're making in a bar, and maybe I'll appreciate it. That's all I got. Uh, my good PAX story from last year is uh, when I went uh, down to the booth for The Messenger, the first time I was seeing The Messenger, mm -hmm. um, and they took me behind a curtain, which is never a good thing. Um, and anything. And the creator theory was there. He said, Rich, come here, play this game. And I said, all right, because that's what I was there. It was my job. That's what I was there to do. Um... And he show he he said, "Hey, you want to see like later in the game?" And that was the first time I saw the the uh, the sixteen bit sort of stuff mm -hmm. in the messenger with that level with the dragon. Mm -hmm. And that's just a way for me to talk about the messenger because it's really good. <laughs> When's that DLC coming out? Uh, I believe March. I want more. I'm glad they took me behind a curtain. Well, yeah, because there was like a it was like behind a curtain in the booth, and then there was another monitor. And the game on another PC because they were showing stuff that they didn't want people to see. Let this be a lesson, everybody. Sometimes the sketchiest stories well, end up being sketchy, the best. Like I had an appointment. Like, yeah, but you know they put you in a curtain place, like going in a dark room. And they're like, "Oh, it's your appointment." And you're like, "What the fuck?" Like when you go to see your friend you haven't talked to for a while, and he's like, "Hey, come back here and check this out." And I'm like, "No, Jeremy. <laughs> no, not again. Fool me once." <laughs> 
And also, it, because this is totally video game related, Brendan Fraser is back. You wanted to quickly plug this. Yes! I have no advert. I get no funding from any of this. If you want to watch Doom Patrol, which is on the DC Universe app or other means, we are not can, sponsored. We just really like Doom Patrol. Yeah, if you want to watch it through other means or through the DC Universe app, Brendan awesome. Fraser is back yes. after an 11 year hiatus from his last movie, The Journey to the Center of the Earth. And he had a hot yeah. mullet for a minute. Yeah. Just go watch it. There's one episode pilot. It's solid. And Brendan is back. He is Robot Man. Yeah. Cliff Steele is here, baby. And um, that that's all I'm going to say. It is a very... It's an inappropriate, weird show that you need to watch. And I'm only hyped because Brendan Fraser was in it. And yeah, he's it. so good. I know. Um, so that, that that's really it. That's all I have to contribute. That's No, that's worth mentioning. I talked about it a lot while I was hammered last night. Yeah, because it's just Robot Man. Um, and yeah, he made me laugh. So go watch it. If you can make me laugh on the TV show, you got me. Sold. Uh, Eric, thanks for hanging out. That was the outro. Oh, thank you. Oh, that was that the outro? Where, 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 you know what? I'm going to turn the tables on you. Where can we find you, Rich? Where can you find me? Yeah, where can we find you? You can find me right here at Cooperative Play. Uh, you can find me at the TheRichMyJiro on Twitter. And you can find me at Destructoid.com. Great. Where can we find you? Oh, who, me? So, <laughs> yeah. I am back on Twitter. It's true. He tweeted. I um, may change my handle. Felt cute. Might delete. Um... <laughs> I, I, I posted a, a tweet thumbnail. I posted a tweet to my 30 followers because, you know, I'm kind of on the up and up right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, posted about Link's Awakening. Tweeting is a freaking task. So we're going to see what happens. Um, you can find me on Twitter, though. I think it's E-R underscore O-R-T-I-Z. Uh, g- give me a ring if you want. I'm also here on Cooperative Play. Sometimes I'm roaming the streets of Manhattan. That's it. Ride or die. Ride or die. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.